Well, uh, we want to thank the following sponsors to help you bring this week three action to you. And boy, it's a lot, and we're going to get a lot more to you. But we want to thank Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. B&B Propane. R&B Breaks Facebook page of Dubuque, Iowa for the best sports cards in Iowa. Richardson's Tech Solutions of, of Richland, Iowa. Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of, of Kyoto and surrounding areas. And the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, Western Drug of uh, Muscatine and Wilton, Iowa presents the Wilton Beavers. We've got Coach Hecklers on the phone. Uh, uh, Coach, you're off to a 3-0 and start after another hard-fought grinded out win. Yeah, we... Uh... We uh, started off uh, in command, took a road trip north last night and um, uh, had to grind one out, uh, but ended up winning 26-6 to six against uh, a tough and athletic command team. Well, uh, from what I was told, uh, uh, at first I didn't think that much of command until Scotty Melvin uh, uh, bit my ear about how much size they have and, and uh, uh, how good of the teams that beat them were. Um, uh, and after talking to Mike Hasley, he said it was rough sledding out there last night. Yeah, it was. You know, I, that was something we noticed right away when we started scouting Comanche was, um, you know, they had athletes. They had a 6'7", 200-pound receiver. They had uh, another 6'6 receiver. Um, and, and then their top and leading receiver is a 6'1 guy who's just athletic and well put together. Um, they had a, a running back in the backfield that was, you know, a little bit shorter, stockier, and just could, could move and was very agile. And their quarterback was another 6'3 guy. Um, and then if you got up front to their offensive line, uh, I think they averaged somewhere between like 240, 250 pounds up front. And some of them guys were some really big, heavy hitters. And, uh, you know, I think our guys responded pretty well, uh, but it, it took a while uh, to get things to start turning in our direction. Well, um, uh, you guys had a, uh, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, the score looks like you, you, you got a pretty good win on them, but um the score halftime, I think, was seven to nothing or some somewhere in that range. And uh, it wasn't till late that you kind of put the game, I don't know, I guess out of reach. Yeah, you know, we, we uh, scored there in the second quarter. Couldn't get much going offensively in the first. Um, scored in the second quarter, uh, seven nothing. Held them out of the end zone there as they were making a late push at, at right before half. Um, and then, you know, we made some adjustments. Is, is That was the first time that we've seen an odd man front this year, which – we knew that was coming. We know a lot of teams in our district run that. So, um, you know, we made some, some halftime adjustments versus what we thought they were going to do versus what they were really doing. Um, and I thought those halftime adjustments really helped us out. Um, and, uh, you know, we came down on our first opening drive and scored from there. Um, you know, and it ate up a lot of clock and then played good defense. You know, that's kind of the formula we've been rolling with here the last couple of years in, in our successful years. So, um you know, we would kind of ground and pound it out and then play good defense. And then, uh, you know, our, our passing game kind of came to life a little bit last night as well. Well, your defense finally gave up a little bit of points. Um, Scott, uh, 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 Mike Hassel told me they run some kind of really good play and executed it well. Tell us tell us, uh, tell us, a little bit about that play and why it was successful against you. Yeah, they ran a post-wheel concept, and we, we caught it earlier, and we knew they liked to run it uh, from film. 
Um, we were caught in a, a two-man under, and one of our, our safeties just kind of got confused on, on responsibilities, and he jumped inside when he should have jumped outside to the guy. And, you know, uh, it was something that it was, you know, not that you ever want to give up points, but I'll tell you what, they uh, it was a great learning experience for our guy, and I promise you he'll learn from that uh, mistake, and he'll jump right back in next week, and, and he'll figure that out. And, you know, we have all the faith in him in the world. So in a weird way that we gave him a touchdown, but it was a good thing for our defense to uh, understand that they're not uh, they're not perfect. We have some holes, you know, here and there, but uh, it was a great learning experience for, for some of our guys last night. Well, your your uh, defensive average went from zero to two. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to let you slide on that uh, this week uh, because you just did, had such a great game. Um, well, uh, uh, before we get to talking about your team, tell me a little bit about this commands team. We don't, you know, it's our first foray into talking about them, but uh, you already mentioned that they had size and they had height and they had big kids. Uh, what is it that they do well, and what do you think is going to move forward for commands? Well, I'll tell you what, they, their, their, their schedule before they played us was not an easy road. They played Dubuque Waller, who's a solid 3A team, um, and, you know, they got beat pretty handily, but again, Dubuque Waller's a solid 3A team, and then uh, they lost a close one that, they, they had chances to win against Auburnette. And, and Auburnette's been a pretty tough program here in the last couple of years as well. Very tough. Uh, but they, but if they, as they move forward, um, you know, I think in their district, I, I talked to their coaches quite a bit after the game. And, you know, they're, they set their schedule up to be tough so they could prepare themselves for that night or for the district schedule. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I think they'll, they'll be in a good spot. And I think they'll be competing for a, a playoff spot. Um, you know, probably, probably in that two to three range in the, in their, uh, in their own division. So, um, you know, I think the, the best thing they do is they have some big playability. Um, you know, we did a pretty good job last night of holding that down, but, but I think big playability. And then I was, I was, uh, very impressed with their defense, uh, as aggressive as they were way more aggressive than what we saw on film. Um, and they were not afraid to come up and hit when they needed to hit. So, um. But yeah, so that's I think Comanche has a has a really good thing going for him here moving forward, even though they're zero and three at the moment. Well, um, this was a game a little akin to uh, uh, the Mid Prairie game, kind of a war of attrition. It seems like your team is is built for that. Uh, I watched Mid Prairie and Sigourney, and holy cow, have they made a lot of improvements and and they can start to move the ball and they got a lot of size. Uh, I imagine there was some and they have a strong defense. Uh, uh, was there some similarity between Comanche and uh, uh, defensively and uh, Mid Prairie defensively, maybe? You know, a little bit, just on the on the sheer size. I thought, um, you know, I, I felt like, and no disrespect to Comanche, I thought that that Mid Prairie had a few more athletes up front on their defensive line and, and some of their linebacker spots. But um, you know, both of them, as far as size, are very comparable uh, up front. You know, both of them tower over us, which isn't that hard to do, but. Um, you know, working against those bigger teams, we've, we've talked about to our kids and they know, you know, they're, they're never going to be the biggest team on the field. And, um, you know, that just means that we have to play a, a different style, tough nose and physical football game if we want to win. All right. Well, let's go over the game and let's start with that vaulted uh, uh, defense. I mean, uh, there's other teams that can score in this league, uh, but I don't know if there's any other team this defense that is uh, – uh, stymie and other other teams like yours. So let's just kind of just kind of go over the, you know, let's start with the defensive line, work back to linebackers and the defensive ends and or, or, or the defensive backs, and just talk about how the whole team's communicating. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I talked last week a little bit about our, our defensive line guys and who's up there, and uh, 
really have guys in good, good pressure last night. You know, our defensive line uh, held a, a rushing attack last night that averaged, I think, between six and seven yards coming into the game. Um, and we held them to 47 yards on, I want to say, 25-plus carries. Uh, they have a, a pretty talented running back that we held to two yards last night. Um, you know, and that all starts up front. And then our, our linebacking core really runs – you know, they, they organize and, and oversee what happens in the front six. We run a four-two-five defense. Um, so, you know, those six kind of work together. And then our back, our secondary, our next five defensive backs and outside linebacker kind of players um, will make adjustment calls and, and coverage calls. And, you know, that was that was a task in itself last night because the commands definitely wanted to threaten the ball downfield. Um, you know, we had a couple times where we, we didn't really like where we were at, but, you know, out of, I think he threw the ball 30 plus times and, you know, there might've been one play where we didn't like where we were at. So, um, really, really happy with how everybody's coming together and playing as, as one unit, uh, rather than 11 individuals. So, uh, they, they understand what we're trying to get at and what our goal is on defense. And I think that's going to make us a pretty tough team down the stretch. Yeah. That's one thing I'm hurting is hearing about your defense is they really play as a team and not individuals. They, they, uh, uh, they're just a real good communication and cooperation between them, and 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 they're they're pretty disciplined. Uh, let me uh, 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 ask you about turnovers. Did anybody anybody get any turnovers? So actually, last night was a turnover-free ball game, which you don't typically see in high school football. Um, you know, we knew that they were going to put the ball up in the air a lot, and our defensive backs were pretty excited. We had we had a couple opportunities um, last night. We got Landon Putman. Uh, our senior defensive back, back in the lineup, he played a fantastic game last night. Um, you know, he broke up a couple really tough plays and, and almost had a, a, an opportunity to intercept off of a batted ball that he batted a couple times. So uh, we had that. We had a couple opportunities to slip through our hands for interceptions. But, um, you know, no turnovers last night, and, and that's kind of uncommon. But, you know, that's what we've we've preached all year. If, if you win turnover battles, then you're going to put yourself in a really good spot. You know, last, last night was 0-0. And the turnovers, so um, you know it, was, it just was a good football game. All right, well, let's flip it over and let's start with the offensive line. Uh, uh, they had a lot of big kids, and I, I heard there was a little trouble creating some space for your running backs. Yeah, they gave us uh, they they came down in what we called eagle down on us. So they just brought their guys a little bit tighter. They run an odd man front, so it's just a three man front up, you know, on our offensive line, and um, it's not something that we haven't seen before. So. Uh, it's just little things and little adjustments that we had to make that we didn't expect them to do right out of the gate. Um, you know, they had some quick guys up front that were giving us some trouble. So, again, we just made some of those halftime very slight adjustments on our offensive line of, of who needs to go where. And, you know, once we did that, we could get a body on a body. Um, and it opened up a little bit for, for Owen and Drew to run last night. So, yeah, it, it really was. It was tough sledding for a while, but but our guys stuck with it and did a nice job. What was it? Uh... Would, would it be fair to say that your grand game was three yards in a cloud of dust last night? Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good description of how we were. You know, the first two weeks, I think we were – I know last week we were uh, over nine yards of carry for Owen. Um, in in Mid-Prairie, I think we were six, five or six yards of carry. Um, last night was probably between the three and four range. I really haven't looked at that stat yet. Um, but I know that – I mean, we had to pound them out for, for two to three yards sometimes at a, at a carry. and. Um, you know, that wears on the defense if we keep pushing forward, but it also wears on our guys as well. So, you know, it was a tough physical game both ways. Well, I, I mentioned the word attrition or the war a war of attrition. Uh, uh, what is it about your team that I don't know whether they're better conditioned, 
but it just seems like as the third and fourth quarter of the game wears on, you don't seem to be wearing out. You seem to be fresher. Uh, uh, you seem to, that's where the, what I call the accumulation of the beatings, you know, kind of starts to take effect. Uh, and, and you've kind of worn the other teams out a little bit. Is that a fair to say? Yeah, I think I think so. If you look at our first three games, I think you could say that. And I think that's fair to say all the way around. Um, you know, I, I think that's something that we preach in practice. You know, we uh, we used to do a lot of just conditioning, you know, at the end of our practices and, and so on and so forth. But we've really kind of transitioned into uh, more of an up tempo style practice. So so our conditioning, a lot of our conditioning comes through the drills, uh, getting a ton of reps, um, you know, for a two hour stretch in practice. And um, you know, I think our guys buy into that idea and, and I think they're uh, in shape and in condition and, and that goes back to our summer program and, and what these guys do all year long um, you know coming in ready to go well uh, let's talk about the running backs the running games uh, uh, t- tell me a little bit about the running game I know you used it a lot and uh, um, um, you ground out a win with it tell me tell me a little bit about how how it came to be yeah you know last night was was no different than the first two games really we used drew uh, Keith, our quarterback, and Owen Hassel, our our, our tailback. Um, I think it, I'm kind of going over stats here. It looks like Drew carried the ball 16 times for 88 yards. Owen carried 23 for 72 yards. Um, Owen had two touchdowns, and Drew ran for a touchdown. And, and you know, I, those guys, like I said, just kind of had to grind that out. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of looking here. Drew had a, a 5.44 average, and, and – um, Owen had a 2.7 average on his rushes per carry. So, like I said, it was a little bit tougher sledding. But, you know, when you got two good guys back there that you're very confident in, uh, it becomes very tough to stop as a defense. Yeah, well, uh, it, all that matters is that you move the chains and you and you win that uh, field position game. Uh, uh, and, and I think your team is very equipped at, move, at running the ball and draining the clock and uh, 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 controlling the game that way, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's uh, we 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 preach defense here a lot. You know, and I, I do believe in the old adage that defense does win championships, and and um, I think it starts there. Um, you know, and, and depending where you're at, you know, if you can put 40, 50 points up a game, um, that's great. But if if your defense can't hold, uh, you know, in tough situations, then then you're still at a loss. So, um, you know, right now we're we're trying to work that out so we can get the best of both worlds right you know who doesn't want to score over 40 points and and hold people to to under two scores a game um and so far our defense is holding up their end you know our offense is is getting there right you know it's it's coming along and as long as i've been a coach it's it's kind of the way it always starts too you know our defense usually starts off um a little bit ahead of our offense and our offense kind of catches up by the end of the year um so you know i I think we've done that i think our even in, in week three We've seen some improvements. You know, last night I know our, our rushing attack wasn't quite where it has been in the, the last couple of weeks. However, if you look at our passing stats, our passing game got back involved and, and Drew went for 13 to 17 for 150 yards and a touchdown and, and another week with no interceptions. So, um, you know, I felt we had a good rhythm there. So a pretty balanced attack. Well, uh, let's talk about your quarterback and his receivers. I don't know. You know, sometimes I ask a coach, you know, how how was the passing game? They just say, "Well, we didn't pass last night." But uh, um, um, tell me about the, the, the your decision making that your quarterback made, how he's progressing this year, and uh, uh, who were some of the receivers that he was able to get the ball to. 
Yeah, like I said, Drew Keith's our quarterback, and, and Drew's a really talented uh, quarterback back there. Sees the field really well, does a lot of film study throughout the week. Uh, he sits down with me and, and, and goes over our play sheet before I actually put it together. Um, you know, and, and then he's got nice receivers to throw to. And, and the nice thing about Drew, and, and you know, looking at it last night, and this is what we want to be, is we had five different people catch the ball. Um, you know, uh, Kale McQuillan on, on one edge had two catches. Owen Hassel on the backfield had one. Landon Putman had two, uh, Gatlin Rogers had two, and then Cade Serrata had himself a good night with six receptions for, for 90 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, we Drew spreads the ball out. He's not looking just at one guy all the time. Um, and, and to get your high school quarterback to do that could be a tough task. All right. Well, uh, uh, special teams, how's the – I'm not just talking about this game, but let, let's go all three games, the progression that they're making – uh, uh, are you happy with where the special teams are? And I want to hear about all the aspects of the game, including, you know, the extra points and the, the, the kickoffs and the punting and stuff like that. Yeah, right now we are uh, – you know, I'm going to start with extra points. We are, I think, for the season, we're at 65 or 70%. So, you know, we got to shore that up. Last night I know Gallon Rogers, our kicker, we had a kind of a rough snap uh, right off the bat. He, he kind of kicked it left. It never got probably more than 10 feet off the ground, and that's not usually how he kicks it. So – um, just got to shore some of those things up on PAT kickoff, you know, had some really nice kicks. Gallon does our kickoff as well, you know, kicked it down inside the five. Um, and the coverage a couple times is really good. You know, we had some breakdowns where they got back to the 40, which we weren't very happy about, but, um, there were a couple times I know, uh, Blaine Dorman is a, his plays defense for us. He came down and made a great special teams play, um, you know, uh, at the 20 yard line and his solo tackle and, just the way you kind of draw it up. So, you know, we're getting some younger guys in there and they're really learning how to play, play at a varsity level as well uh, on our kickoff. And then, you know, kick return. And we don't, we don't see a whole lot of kick returns, which is a great thing right now. Um, but the ones we do, you know, we're pretty happy with where we stand at the moment. Uh, our punts, you know, last night, Jordan Dusenberry is our punter. Uh, I think we only averaged like 23 or 24. He, he did kind of shank one off to the right, you know, down on our own end, but then he had a nice one later in the game for about uh, 35 yards or so. So, um, you know, special teams right now uh, is, is really big, you know, especially when you get down to that grind at the end of the season, you're, you're trying to make a playoff push or you get into the playoffs, you know, those special teams come in to be an extremely key factor. All right. Well, uh, I, I think this was a non-conference game, wasn't it? Yeah, this is our last non-district game this season. Well, uh so, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the non-conference schedule is essentially just the tailgate party for the uh, uh, the, the big dance, uh, the real season that you're about to play. And you, I've seen teams go 0-3 in the non-conference and then just obliterate everybody in, in, in their district uh, throughout the season. Uh, but the, the season kicks off for real next Friday. Uh, where's the game and who do you play? So, we are going to open up our district – uh, play with by welcoming uh, Dyersville Beckman into town. Uh, we have homecoming next week for the for the boys and, and our, our student body here. Um, but we open up. You know, Dyersville comes in with an 0-3 record. Uh, but Dyersville also has an extremely proud tradition of football. Um, you know, they they've always got tough kids. They've always got good athletes. Um, I've broken them down just a little bit on film, but you know, I, we expect a tough game on on Friday night. Like I told our kids, I said. You know, they may be coming in 0-3, and we might be coming in 3-0. and 0, 
but the the only important record that matters is our district one, and and uh, right now we're both zero and zero. Well, that's, so, that, and that, that's and that's the truth. I mean, that's that's the, really the the way it is. Uh, now Beckman Catholic, um, I got to call a game that they did uh, at the state tournament uh, against Pella Christian, um, uh, and they went on and won the state tournament. They 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 beat Pella Christian in in uh, I think it was nine innings. It was extra innings anyway uh, by one run, uh, but um, uh, they have a lot of athletes, I guess is my point. There, there's a lot of athletes up there. They got a good school. Uh, what do we know about this Beckman Catholic team? You know, I, I, you know, Beckman is traditionally big up front. They have a, a couple big guys. I know they have a, a nice athletic quarterback who's got a nice arm. Um, you know, I think they're they're still searching for for their main running back at the moment. But um, you know, they, they throw a few different formations. They'll go under center, get into an eye formation, and they'll spread it out and, and do a two by two or three by one set. Um, and try to throw it. So they're going to keep you on your toes and make sure that you're uh, in the right position uh, as, as you go along here. So, um, you know, I, I expect a, a tough game on Friday night next week. Okay. And would you say that was a home game? Yep, we, we got a home game, so it's homecoming next week. For well, I don't know if there's enough gas in the bus to go to both uh, uh, Comanche and uh, uh, Beckman Catholic in one season, is there? No, probably not. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably have to mortgage off something to, to afford to do that. Uh, well, um, gosh, Coach. Uh, well, tell me, just give me a little bit uh, about what you're going to have to do to come out successful against this Beckman Catholic team and, and, and get your conference schedule off to a good start like you got your non-conference schedule. Well, you know, I think it's, you know, not to sound repetitive here, but I, I think that, you know, we have a formula that, that works, you know, and, I, and it's not just us, you know, it's, that's football in general. And, and if we can control the ground game, we control the line of scrimmage, um, you know, and, and play good defense um, and, and keep them, it sounds, uh, you know, simple, but, you know, you keep them off the board, you know, you, you got a shot to win if you control the line of scrimmage and play good defense. So, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to stick to who we are and what we do. Um, you know, we got a few wrinkles that we know we can throw in there as well, but, uh, you know, you're going to see the same, same kind of mantra that we, that we've done the first three weeks because it, it is a winning formula and, and we're going to move forward with that. Well, congratulations to your, uh, off to a great start. Is, is there a curtain raiser to this game or is it? I know uh, we don't, we don't in our district, we're actually all, uh, Friday, Monday games now. So, uh, okay. All right. Well, so thanks. Thank you so much for being with us, and uh, congratulations on another big win, and uh, uh, let's keep this ball rolling. All right, Dave. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators. For both first and second shift, call 319-752-2781.